Hello everyone, this is Sonata Allison, you're listening to episode 58 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. I hope you're having a good morning, good day, good evening, good night, all that good stuff. Feeling loved, feeling cared for. So as you guys can see, today we will be talking about marriage. And we actually talked about a couple of different things um, in this episode. Um, we talked about um, sex and marriage. We talked about talking to kids about sex and marriage and um, also about marriage in general because they actually have been married for almost 12 years, which is a long time. So I actually found uh, Glenn and Yvette, um, uh, Glenn otherwise known as Belief from Belief in Fatherhood, um, I, I've been following them since I was like in college um, and I've loved how their family interacts um, and their Christian family. Um, so I was like, you know what? I would love to have them on the podcast to talk about, you know, what, what 12 years has taught them, um, some different experiences with, you know, uh, their upbringings when it came to sex education and how it affected their marriage. So that's what we talked about today. Really grateful for the opportunity to talk to them. So um yeah i hope you guys enjoy it let's get right into it hey guys how are you doing today wonderful pretty good awesome glad to hear that (laughs) so when i have people on the podcast i usually ask them this question when it's their first time on so i usually ask people um what is one aspect of god's character that has been most evident in your life Uh, for, for you talking about individually? Yeah. Uh, for me, I'd say patience. Yeah, I'd say that like the waiting game seems, you know, it's it's very unfortunate and inconvenient to wait. You know, um, and not only wait but wait well. And I think yeah. that uh, I've been definitely feeling the the patience aspect of everything because i'm kind of like why why did why why should i have to wait you know um so yeah i was thinking you were asking sorry go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt you no i'm good um i was thinking you were asking the question as what character of god is being displayed from him to us. Is that how you're asking it? Or is it that, what? Yeah, that, that was how it was. Well, um, for me, I feel like I am experiencing his omnipresence. Um, and the fact that he is present in all the things, even when I think that like I'm controlling something or I have a say so on Maybe it's his omniscience or maybe it's just a combination of the both. Um, But it's like, I don't know. I just kind of am being more and more affirmed at his hand in my life and the circumstances that are making it up, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. No one's actually said that before. So that's that's really good. Did you want to change your answer, Glenn? Man, I, I still feel like it's the same. You know what I mean? Mm, because I'm okay. still asking, I'm still waiting. Uh, you know, I think God is as God is is so like he, he's outside of time, so he's not necessarily concerned with our schedule, right? 
Um, yeah, sadly. <laughs> and so <laughs> at times when I'm feeling most like I need to get this done now, or I think, you know, I need to rush, like it just all feels kind of um, worth, like it doesn't matter, you know? And, I, and I rem- I'm reminded of that when I do have my moments of solitude and rest, like doing like breath work or breathing really deeply, you know what I'm saying? And just remembering that I am in this body, that I am in this life, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just doing work, which uh, it feels like that's what I'm doing most of the time is working um, mm. on something or working on myself or working on a relationship or working on a, a, a idea, um, but not actually experiencing it. And so Mm. having patience in those seasons where, um, you know, just having patience with him, you know, in those seasons where I'm like, when I get this, I can then, you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I always love when people answer those questions because it it always comes out different for different people, which is wild because he's the same God for all of us, but we all experience him in different ways. It's kind of wild. So, Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you guys for answering that. Um, all right, so tell the people a little about about yourselves and the content you guys create. Um, unbelief. This is Yvette. We've been married twelve years. Oh, it's twelve. I thought it was eleven. Wow. Almost, almost twelve years. So August, August will be twelve. Yeah, August seventh will be twelve. Okay. So we'll 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 we have four children. Have a dog. Live in SoCal. <laughs> um, we have a YouTube channel called Belief in Fatherhood, uh, which documents the real life stories and, and authentic life of me as a father. And, um, you know, in hopes that we would equip fathers to love and lead their families into eternity. Uh, and so the, the, the gist of it is that we didn't necessarily know anything about anything before getting married or before having kids. And we were like kind of assaulted with the truth <laughs> and we don't want other people to feel so uh assaulted you know um by reality i've never heard you say it like that. yeah before. but it is very that much is true very much so like the truth is offensive <laughs> you know um so we do that and you know that transfers to tiktok instagram and basically uh unlocking those real stories with uh, beautiful cinematography uh, from, you know, some of the people on the team and then also uh, music production, which is something I was um, heavily involved with um, a few years ago. And now um, the resurgence coming with that, uh, but having like customization to art and also bringing high art, high quality, everything. Right. So when we make clothes, we want it to feel the same way it feels when you listen to a song and a video. Mm-hmm. And that and I have been doing that since 2015, October 19th. And um, yeah, so, and now we have a podcast coming back, How Married Are You, which we were doing together. It's it's uh, critically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that have listened before, um, we had to take a break. It was, it was very important that we did. Um, and hopefully, you know, as we come back, we'll, we have the systems in place now, I feel like to support us. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's going to be really great. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. I, Definitely feel like you guys should tune in when they come back with that. I think I've seen every single episode or heard. I don't think, well, I've heard and then seen. So I <laughs> love everything yeah. you guys are doing, every single thing you guys are doing. <laughs> so really yeah. glad to have you guys on the podcast. 
Um, so I know you guys said you're going to be married 12 years in uh, August, but how long have you been together in total? 13. Yeah. Okay. It's a good yeah, minute. We, That's a long time. August 13th, 2009. March. Uh, May, March 13th. March 13th. Okay. Whatever. It's always funny when men get that wrong. Um, all right. So... <laughs> Um, so what was it like for you guys growing up with like the sex talk? What was your like individual experience uh, with that as children? And how do you feel like it's affected your marriage? I feel like there, for me personally, there was no sex talk. There was, I, uh, there was no sex talk. I think the extent of it from my parents was keep your legs closed, wait until marriage. You know, I grew up in the church and so I feel like there wasn't much good conversations happening surrounding sex. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I do remember, I don't know if it was like my freshman year, I did get to go to like a sex ed class or like, what is that class called? Sex ed. Is it sex yep. ed? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't even fully feel like that was adequate enough to prepare me for anything. So mm-hmm. I had no conversations, like none. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And that's not an exaggeration. I feel like some people think I'm exaggerating, There's but I nothing. literally had no idea where things went when in the act of sex. So, yeah, until it, it how is. long? Like, how long did that last? Until my wedding. Until day. after we were married. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, wow. and you know what's crazy to me is that when I was in middle school, I do have a distinct memory of, um, like, a condom, like a condom balloon situation happening, mm. but still didn't really understand. Like someone, like a kid, like filled up a balloon, a condom with like water or air or something. It had stuff in it, and then it was like a joke around the playground, and it like they obviously got in trouble. But I remember that experience. I also remember. I can't say too much because I don't know who be listening, but I do have. I did have like a conversation with a certain friend um about some things that I was like huh and then I w- I remember coming to Glenn and telling him about it <laughs> oh yeah later and then he's like you know what that is I think did you tell me what it was I don't know what you're talking about you just gotta say it yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes well why don't you say it I because I don't know who watches what yeah but they don't know you don't say their name I know. Okay, well, she's uncomfortable. You know, yeah, know. I just like people's identity. Yeah. Anywho, but like literally, I had no clue, and I I feel like people never believe me when I say that, but I literally had no clue. Yeah, yeah, and even when that we talked about it, yeah, we talked about it on Black Love, and everyone was like, "Are you serious? Really? She didn't know." It was like, "Really, guys? It was <laughs> It was really, 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 really." And I think you're going to get to the dating aspect of our relationship, but yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you, you can go into it now. Well, I feel like it, when we were dating. So I, uh, <laughs> I'll i talk about me a little bit. So okay, I, I was told like, don't have sex, but if you do use a condom, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, mm-hmm, I have permission. Mm-hmm. I have permission to do it safely, you know, mm-hmm. but preferably okay. it would be that I would not, but you know, the expectation was very low. Um, mm. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of struggle with that too. Um, just being in this field, like you want Christians to be smart, 
while they're being stupid, but you also shouldn't be being stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, so mm. it's like hard. You don't want to advise them to do it safely because then they're going to be doing it even more. Mm. So it's like kind of hard to tote that line. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I definitely don't know. I, 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 I would say that during our dating experience, I think we tried hard to honor God, God's way. Mm-hmm. I was very much legalistic about just even like, man, let's not even kiss until our wedding day. Let's just take all the wow. temptation away. Let's da da da. Yvette was like, no, I need to see if we have chemistry. Lifetime movies have taught me that you need to figure <laughs> out if you have chemistry. I did you- not say that. I may have said <laughs> chemistry, but I never said anything about Lifetime movies. Days of Our Lives, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, whatever. It's bold and the Beautiful. Oh the I didn't even watch that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but even that aspect of our dating relationship, like Glenn had to help me understand that, hey, if you kiss me here, this triggers things yeah. in other places. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was something that I just really fully did not understand. And so my whatever about kissing, I was like, hey, what's the big deal? You know, and then didn't really know where that was taking him. Even the temptation. Yeah, the temptation the top For sure. Temptation, yeah. You know? And that's why I made sure to do an episode on that as well, because people need to know, you know, you don't, the things that may not trigger you may trigger other people and, and vice versa. So. Mm-hmm. so what do you guys think attributed to like the progress of your sex life? I think Glenn confided in a friend and that friend confided in his wife and that friend wife uh <laughs> they reached out to me. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, it was it was um like 6 years into our marriage. Mm-hmm. A long time. Okay. And it was just like you know, it was like something that we did, we didn't talk about and something that we did, but it was like it was like robbery. Like it felt like a it felt like like a like it felt like it was a duty that I had mm. and not really something that I um experienced pleasure from or that I even knew I was supposed to experience pleasure. And oh, so okay. yeah. A friend our, a friend of ours sent me a book and some lubricants. <laughs> Do you want to share the book? Um so I can share it but it's not available because honestly oh. like I would buy it for people but and it's just, and then if you find it, it they're trying to sell it to you for like a hundred and some dollars. Oh, um, but the book is called Morgasms. It's not a Christian book. And it's all. not a Christian book at all. Okay. It is just a book. I've actually found another one that I'm enjoying. Um, I can tell you that one. Okay. That one's called Come As You Are. Okay. Um, I forget the name of the author, but that one's really good. It's very science-based, but these books are not necessarily by Christian authors or anything like that. And so it's kind of one of those things where you have to chew the meat and spit out the bone. Um, And you kind of have to just take it for the context of your own conviction and what convicts, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like the Lord designed our bodies to experience pleasure. There would be no clitoris if he didn't want it to be, you know, anything. You're You're completely correct. (laughs) Exactly. Is that too much? much? Sorry. Uh, But anywho, I just feel like I'm getting, so the book Morgasms is what actually like started. And so she got me the book and I started reading it at night, like when we were sitting in bed together. And then I was like, let's just do a seven day challenge Mm -hmm. where we have sex every day. 
And I think that was kind of the jumpstart of a healthier relationship as far as having conversations about sex and me understanding like my body and how it's supposed to experience pleasure. Um, and yeah. It, it, but it really was a responsibility Yvette took when she said, Hey, like I see where God is taking you and I don't want to do anything to hinder that. Yeah. So I'm going to study my own body and get to know my myself so I can be more comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. that was something I was like, we couldn't talk about it. Like it was just was like, we were not, if I brought it up, it was like, nah, no, nah. you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, well, and I'd be praying to God, like, Lord, what the heck is this? What is this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Waiting this long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, it's just, it, it takes, and that's another level of like patience, what we were talking about before, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, how patient are you really, you know? Um, and it, you know, allow me to grow myself too, because I'm kind of like, man, I don't want to put her in a position for her to feel like she's doing something just for me. Like I want her to enjoy this as well. And it was kind of like, yeah. it made me feel, it made it almost feel sinful. Like it felt like sin. Like it mm. didn't feel, okay, you know, in marriage. And it just was like everything against what I thought it was supposed to be. And so it was, it was sad, but at the same time, it's like, I, I really didn't know what to do. So I'm very grateful yeah. for like good community and friends who can help bridge those gaps. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, thing too, like, you're saying, oh, this book is great. This book is great. It's not by a Christian author. Why do we not have that? Like Christians are having sex. So why do we not have that available to ourselves? Maybe I need to write a book. <laughs> Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing with this podcast. I need to just, just write a book. <laughs> because I feel like shame, like shame it is. Like once you start opening up books and say, well, look, yeah, some people are into this and so am I. That's like, you're into that? Ha yeah. ha. Meanwhile, everybody's doing it and they're into it too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it's just that they don't have the freedom to say that stuff. And that's why we do like, you know, belief in fatherhood. So it's like, yo, this is what we are like on, behind closed doors. You can see that to give yourself, to take the weight off of yourself to say, your house doesn't have to be clean every day. You don't got to cook every meal. It doesn't have, all have to be organic. They can have Jack in the Box a couple of days a week. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, yeah. like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. So do you feel like that's what it was for you, Vet? Like the shame? Is that why you didn't want to have those conversations with him? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would call it shame. Okay. I'm trying to think of the, oh, I think I was more so embarrassed to like talk mm. about it. Not necessarily okay. ashamed of anything per se. I, okay. I, it's kind of one of those things where you have to be trained to have those types of conversations. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I uh, Yeah, it was just something I wasn't familiar with. And so, and I do, maybe there was an element of shame. I do think that um, for me, I was a virgin when we got married and Glenn was not. And so there was also that element of how am I measuring up to these other people when the truth of the matter is, I shouldn't even be trying to measure up to them. I should just be trying to enjoy my husband. But getting out of my head, like having conversations, I felt like it was going to reveal I'm not measuring up. I'm not mm, okay. Um, and so I feel like that part of it was probably the most uncomfortable for me. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's probably why the Lord 
so the thing that I'm always reminded when I have these conversations is like the Lord creates things the way he does because he knows that's how they work the best. So if he waited, you wouldn't even be thinking about that, you know? And that's why we're supposed to be, you know, pure until we get married. Not to shame you, but I think that's another aspect that people don't think about before marriage. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think culture plays a huge role in those decisions that we make, right? For Uh, sure. The standard standard was so low for me. Like, like, it just didn't make sense. Like, why would I do that? Like, nobody else around me was like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, and so understanding on this side, is kind of like, I even don't, I don't even shame people who do have sex before marriage because I, I understand that it's a culture thing. It's not necessarily something that every, a standard everyone has, you know what I mean? Right. And so um, what I'm more irritated by is the lack of conversation that happens on the way to marriage. Um, mm. you know, we celebrate this, this form and then we abandon what happens afterwards, right? All they're mm. trying to do is get us to alter pure. And then once we get there, they don't tell us how to sustain purity, right? Mm. In, in, in the safe relationship. So I'm really against like the misinformation, the ignorance and the like, um, like kind of like the, 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 like we uphold, um, we uphold this like uh, spirituality but it's false. You know what I'm saying? Because. Yeah. yeah it's like religion. I, you know how people say it's a relationship. Yeah, religion, so We uphold religion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And that's why I created this podcast because I'm like, no one's literally, no one's talking about this stuff. And I even, even had friends who were in therapy after being married because she was told her whole life not to have sex. And then one night, the, this night, now you have to <laughs> like, everyone's building up to you having sex after you were told not to literally the day before hours before. <laughs> so she was in therapy trying to figure out like, how do I not feel shame having sex when having sex now, because sex was connected to shame my whole life. So mm. yeah, that's a good point. So, so leading into that, this kind of question is when do you guys feel like you'll start having the sex talk with your kids or if you haven't already? I think we should do it pretty soon. Um, I was, yeah, I, I think, I think this summer, <laughs> at least with, I, I mean, because you, you have the conversations and just, but I don't even know how to conduct those conversations. You know what I'm saying? But I understand I how. Like, yeah. I think it just starts with like knowing their anatomy and like calling it what it is, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Like that's something that we do from there. Yeah. We do that from the beginning. Um, I understand how parents avoid that. I just don't know how they, how they avoid it for so long. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but if yeah. there is a point where basically if you don't talk to your kids, you're giving other permission or you're giving other people permission to do it. Right. Yeah. Because you have to, yeah. you have to be the first introduction. Mm-hmm. What is yeah, your take I on that? Need- <laughs> I, def- I don't know about the sex talk, but I definitely agree with the anatomy talk. I do you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to put my children's business out there, but, you know, they are starting to experience some things that they're like, what is this? Yeah. Or, this doesn't really make sense. What's this sensation? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, or they might even, like, I think, <laughs> like, whenever, like, two people kiss on TV, I feel like the boys get, like, oh, 
<laughs> she's just like in that moment. It's just like they just get weak. I don't know if they're, you know, I don't know if they're feeling anything, but I do know that as a young girl, I would see things on TV sometimes that would make my body feel a certain way. And at the time I had no whatever, what that, like no language or way to communicate about that, or didn't even have anyone I felt safe going to and saying, Hey, this is how I felt when I saw this. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's, I think those are the types of conversations we could start to have. I don't know if we're ready for yeah. the sex talk in and of itself. Um, I do think Glenn and I need to be reading up on some more literature as far as like how to conduct those conversations or even just how to introduce the concept to a child. But best believe yeah. before they leave our house, they will have had the No, no, not before they leave their house. Before, house. before uh, or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm going to end up having a conversation before that. And I'm like, look, so you come home, this will happen. <laughs> they ask me. That's usually how it happens. I know but- <laughs> It's because the thing is, it's they're going to ask a question and we're going to be in the corner. And so when we have conversations with the kids, it's just like, yeah, yeah, some people do that. Or, yeah, some, yeah, sometimes this happens. Yeah, and, that, and that, that, that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, so this is what's going to happen one day. Your penis, right? right? We're not doing that, right? <laughs> we're, just, we're just like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically that's how babies are made. You know, this goes here and then yeah. eventually a baby comes out. That's what I think. That's what I think. That's what I, that's what I think it should go. And if they have more questions, just follow up. Because what's going to happen is if we make it this grandiose thing, like I feel like they're it's, in their mind, it's going to seem way bigger than it is, right? And I For think sure. because he bet, I'm not going to. I'm not trying to shame you and make fun of you. But I'm going to say something. Go ahead. But now that Yvette is like these days comfortable having the conversation with me, right? It's like obviously it's not easy to have the conversation with the kids because she's still like. You know, but at the same time, I am like eager to have the conversation with my children because I don't okay. want my story to be their story. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are a lot of things I'll be like default to Glenn, especially when it comes to the boys. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, I don't want that. I'll be like, this is what they said happened. I, <laughs> I did the best I could. <laughs> Leave me out there to drive for sure. No, I'll be. I have you back all the time. No, you, it's I, like the dog you ever did. You didn't have my back. Babe, this is the whole <laughs> So I think you guys already do a great job of just having conversations with them in such a nonchalant way. I think that's how everything should be. And like Glenn is saying, you let them know, and then later they'll have questions. Like they're not going to fully understand it. So like Glenn is saying, you kind of just lay it out there, and then they'll ask you stuff later. So. The sex talk doesn't have to be like the sex talk doesn't have to be like in depth, like me and you, me and you guys would have a conversation. Like it'll start a lot smaller with a child. So um I know you guys will figure it out. The literature will help you. I'm excited. <laughs> well, maybe we'll write the literature. I'm not right. <laughs> Eventually, man. And definitely let me know how that conversation goes, because that's fun. Um <laughs> so uh, so how do you how do you guys feel like it is raising kids in like such a hypersexualized culture? Do you feel like it's different or like you guys don't think about it often or especially Christian children? It's a little I mean it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I don't even know what aspect of hypersexualization you might be talking about. Um but it's It could be could be little like, cuz you know I was just saying, I feel like there's so many facets of that that I could address, yeah. but. 
and that's the, I think that's the thing though. Like there's so many things. So like, how do you guys navigate that? Or what have you seen that's been like, Oh snap, we need to have a conversation soon or something where it's like, Oh, we're, we're good. We can wait some more. I mean, I don't really, I don't necessarily think that like our children are growing up in a hypersexualized culture because it's about exposure and what they've been exposed to. I think, true. You know, like we parent different. You know what I'm saying? We we our lives are different than I think we grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Even like the friends our children have are like their friends from birth, and those children aren't exposed to much either. So okay. it would be like, as far as I'm concerned, like I was exposed to like girls showing me their um, private parts underneath the table in first grade. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. It's different when you go to a public school in Baltimore versus, you know, like homeschooling in a co-op. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the kids, the, the children don't even have that type of freedom, you know? Um, and not, not saying that that stuff doesn't happen cause I'm sure it does, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I don't think we're there yet. And also we're not like, we're not all, we're also not like worried about it either. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the truth is, man, like it's just sex, you know what I'm saying? Like, and some people are addicted to sex and it's just food and some people are addicted to food and it's just anger. And some people have problems controlling themselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. hopefully we can teach our children to have self-control and understand that certain things are meant for certain things. And once you take those things and make them something different, gods, idols, then they're, you're going to have problems. And that's with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, and I think you made a good point. Your The environment kids are raised in has a huge impact on them as people in the future and currently. So yeah, I think that's awesome that you guys are mindful and do supervise your children because that's when things start to go awry <laughs> when they're not supervised. Um, so yeah, that's a good point to point out as well. So just to, to kind of shift a little bit um, into more conversation about marriage, can you tell us a funny story or like a funny marriage moment that you guys may have had recently? Our life is a comedy. Yeah, I think all <laughs> of the kidding. moments. I, to me, honestly, all the moments. Like recently, I was um, doing Yvette's hair. Oh. oh, I was twisting her hair. Were you? Her dreads, yeah, her locks. So I used to twist my own. I, I used to have long hair Wait, you, too. Locks. You locked up. Mm-hmm. I locked up when I noticed I was going oh. bald. I was like, "All right, it's now enough." <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I was twisting her hair and she just kept, uh, remember? No. You just kept telling me, like, it doesn't feel like you're parting it. It doesn't feel like you're twisting it tight enough. This isn't here. This isn't, I'm just kind of like, man, like, give me, let, let, let me do this. And it actually came out, came out really nice, I think. You know, I, could, I definitely could have, I could have used more clips and got it straighter. You know what I mean? But that, okay. next time I'm 100% down. And I've been wanting to do that. For her for years, but she never wanted to lock up. And now that she's locked up, uh, locking up now, because I think she's almost there. But it's it's been cool okay. um, to do that at least once. That again. Really cool. As you can see, I am a part of a family. So that's really cool. I have questions, but I'm going to focus on yeah. why we're here. Um, <laughs> but good stuff. Do you have any funny stories um, from Glenn, Yvette? Um, so for my birthday... We went on a, we got a couple's massage. Oh, 
And oh, I wish wow. I could show the video. <laughs> but you know, they put, I don't know if you got a massage before, but I was like, okay, yes, we want to be in the same room. So we go in the room and Glenn's like, well, how much of my clothes do I have to take off? <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> so he's taking off clothes. And I was like, well, yeah, I was like, you have to take off everything except your underwear. And he's like, no, I'm keeping my socks <laughs> That's such a black man thing to do. Why your socks? <laughs> I feel secure with my socks on, man. Once my feet is uncovered, man, you can grab a toe, break it. <laughs> Anything can happen. That's my last little. I'd rather keep. I'd rather take my drawers off and keep my socks on, man. Don't touch my feet. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, but look. No, but I'm not even done. So he's like, he's like. Did you keep your socks on or did you take them I off? Took, I kept my socks on. He kept his socks on. And so then it's time for him to get into onto the 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 thing where they do the massage. <laughs> <laughs> and this fool lays on the table on his back and pulls the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> like this. And he's looking straight up in the sky, and I'm like, well, your head's supposed to go in that little circle thing. <laughs> You're supposed to turn your body over. Yeah, I did not Oh, like my that. gosh. It was the most hilarious experience. And then his narration of it all afterwards was even better. Like, he was telling me what he was thinking as the massage was happening. That was the best. Well, that's why I know I got issues, because when they asked, like, they were like, hey, do you mind if it's a man or a woman? And I was like, okay. I don't want to be homophobic, right? So I'm like, look, right. I don't mind. Whoever. I said, whoever, it doesn't matter, right? Because Pride Month, like, I'm like, hey, man, we out here, like, whatever. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then, like, when I go in there, I start to, like, have these thoughts. Like, what if while he's doing my hands, he, like, interlocks them? Like, I started to freak out. Like, I was like, why would he do that? I just overthought it. I hated it. I hated it. Oh, my God. Wait, so did you end up having a man? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was very strong. Oh. <laughs> wow, good for you. <laughs> good for you. That's awesome. Oh, you know, good man. on massages, though. That's my jam. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I- I'll take a Theragun or <laughs> like slam my back up against the wall or something like that, and I'm good. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> okay. So after all that, what do you guys feel like? Almost 12 years of marriage have taught you guys about each other, about yourselves, or about marriage as well. So you can kind of break those down as you'd like. Mm. I'll go first. Yeah, I'm trying to think of my response. I'm sorry. You're fine. It's a loaded question. <clears throat> I know. I feel like I've learned quite a bit. Um, I think, like, for me, and I feel like we've said this so many different times in our the way we share our lives. But I think for me is like, it's important to choose well so that the work is worth it. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe that um, we chose well. And even in the moments or years or months mm-hmm. <laughs> where we felt like, oh, we're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't going to mm-hmm. last. That we both have enough of a work ethic in order to make it last with God Mm -hmm. because it ain't nothing but the Lord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
um, that has saved us from our humanity, I think, mm-hmm. in this relationship. But I, I think the the it's just choosing well and being willing to put in the necessary work in order to love well. Um, I don't know if that's a lesson learned, but I feel like that is like my biggest thing is like, I'm proud of me. I'm proud of us <laughs> for choosing well and mm. for having what it takes to spend the rest of our lives together. Cause I, I really that's don't, awesome. I mean, even in the moments where it's like, Oh Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what is wrong with you? I cannot. Why? You like this? Well, no, that I'm going to be with him. Yeah, but it's kind of like, you're not a bad person. That just doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of, it's difference. It's it's a lot of difference, right? Like, you know, between us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And just people in general. But like, um, I want to echo what Yvette said about choosing well. But also knowing that there's just a progression of a person that that what she used to like and enjoy is not what she likes now. And who he used to be may not be who he is. I told Yvette, I was like, hey, it's coming. I'm going to have to become someone different. And I just want to let you know in about a year, I can't do this thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? And she still was like, well, I'm surprised when it happens. <laughs> I, like, I warned you. Um, so I think that's one of the things where it's like, you know, who you start with is not who you end up with. You, you know, the, uh, the person is always changing. Mm. Um, I learned about myself. My, myself, I learned that, like, she's kind of the, she, she can, she's the only one, right? I don't think it could have been anyone else, right, who violates mm. me the way she does. And I do nothing about it. Like, I just literally, like, man, if this was years ago, like, I would be in jail right now. But right now, I do nothing. So, uh, and uh, with Yvette, man, like, mm. I, I didn't know how hard working she was in, like, the marriage, right? So, like, there's certain points where you think, like, okay, I know she's a good, like, employee. Like, crazy talent. I know she's a good student. She learns really fast. I know she's going to be a good mom, right? But the way she's progressed as a wife is just blowing my mind um, mm-hmm. because she's just not done. You know what I'm saying? And even when it, whenever I, I get to tell her the truth, right, and I tell her, hey, like, this is what I'm thinking and this is where I think you could grow, after she feels offended, right, <laughs> she's like, all right. Yeah, she's like, all right, cool. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll analyze and, and, read, and figure this out. Which I'm always kind of like, no, you're not. And then she always does. Mm-hmm. That's really nice to hear, awesome. babe. You do a good job. Yes, I love that. So I don't know if this is even a question that you guys can answer, but how do how do people choose well? Mm. I know how they don't. That's all I can say. <laughs> I guess I feel like um, I feel like it's easier. For me to be like, you're not choosing well. Actually, no, I can tell you when you're choosing well, too. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know if I have like a blanket (laughs) answer for everyone. Yeah. I do feel like I do feel like being aligned in faith is very important. However, I'm sure there are people out there who have made it work. I just don't know if that's a thing. Yeah. But I don't know. 
I was just going to say it, it seems I, I like the main thing that people need to think the thing that people need is to be a hard worker, to, to be someone who's steadfast and persevering. Like, I don't even know if that last one is a word, but tries to persevere, like is the kind of person that'll keep working. I, I have a few things that I think you want to say something. I was going to say something else too, is that um, I think it's valuable to see someone who's willing to put in the work on themselves and grow. Mm. So like, yeah. it's kind of like what Glenn has already mentioned is that like who you meet is not who you're going to be married to because there is growth happening. Mm. There is development there's a process we're all a work in progress you know and so I feel like if that if the person you are with is understanding of that and they are um, open to growth and change and working on their baggage you know Mm -hmm. then I feel like there's definitely a lot more room I don't know if I saw that in Glenn when we got married that I wasn't working on myself yeah. I mean, I, I saw you as a man of God. Like, your faith was probably the most attractive to me. And so I think in that, I knew, like, he had his hands all over you and who you were becoming. Yeah. So I, I would say I got a rebuttal there because I, I was in, like, remember the financial class I was taking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were doing... I was yeah. doing, I was doing like, personal development stuff. Yes, you that, were. But... I think there's a few things, right? Someone who can submit to anything, mm. right? Who has leadership outside of a job that isn't um, mm. monetarily, right? You're not always gaining money from it. No, I'm submitted to this cause. That's good. I'm submitted to this team. Um, I'm active in the community in some way. Um, I was I was a high school, you know, leader. You were a leader in your uh, church group that you were like teaching Sunday school. Um, we both tied. That was really important. Um, I was working. Mm-hmm. I was like barely working when when we got together. I was like doing um like I was tutoring some kids. I was like making five hundred dollars a a month, and I was your boy was struggling. But then, you know, I got a new job, flipped it. You know, she let me borrow her car to drive to work sometimes when she was wasn't using it, and then when she wasn't, I was biking to work, and it was like sixty miles. Like I had to bike to a train station like, and take the train. Like a honey sandwiches or something. Peanut yeah, butter and, and honey. A loaf of bread, peanut butter and honey. In the trunk in of my the car. Trunk of his car. But like, it Crazy. wasn't like I was lazy, right? So this is why I always say this. Yeah. And Yvette hates it. Wait, what? Right. <laughs> Yvette. When I saw Yvette, I saw someone who oh. didn't have a lot of. Like she, like I always say, she's sturdy. <laughs> like she had both her feet planted on the ground. She knew where she wanted to go, and she looked mm-hmm. like she could endure, right? And I wasn't necessarily saying that I wanted to put stress on her, mm-hmm. but I know that life just does that, right? And so right. I know for me that like I'm gonna be sturdy, but I'm gonna be sturdy because I have the homies I had, I had the mentorship I had, I had the community I was submitted to, right? Um, I saw Yvette also sturdy in that same way where she had a really good foundational village uh, that just showed that she was submitted to something other than just school or work or whatever, you know? Mm. And I think that is something to be said. I I think there's a lot of ways to choose well, Um, but I don't always think it looks the same for everybody. You have to make Mm. sure you know who is going to be the hard worker and who's going to put in like... uh, 
that extra amount of time and effort. And one of the things I think, one of the things she could have been concerned with me is that I didn't have a really good relationship with family dynamics, right? Um, And Yvette, I think, you know, she was all about like becoming a mom. She didn't care none about being a wife. You know what I mean? I would say. Is that accurate? I looked forward to becoming a mom. I wouldn't say I did not look forward to becoming a wife. I was looking forward to it all. That's incorrect. You just said you you said I look forward to becoming a mom. I looked forward to becoming a mom, and I looked forward to becoming a wife. Right, but you look forward to becoming a wife so you could be a mom. <laughs> right? I don't know. If first I, date, first date, we went out. I, first date, we went out. She, I go. Okay, so if your husband was about to drown or whatever, oh, and your no. kid was about to drown, who would you save? My kid, my husband already lived. <laughs> I was like, dang, like that was bad. Like, what, what kind of question is that? It's a it's a date first date first date question. It's a really good question. <laughs> See where I probably do not ask that question. That's hard. That's it is hard. it is a stupid question without social media. Because if it was social media and you said that on Twitter, I would have roasted, <laughs> canceled. <laughs> If I was, yeah, I don't even want to go there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really good. And it, yeah, you guys said some really good stuff. And I think the way you guys said it is very, say it is very nonchalant, but like they, they are saying very wise things. So if you guys want to like listen to this back again, that'd be a good idea because this is important and you guys know, would know more than single people and people who just start dating or people who are in their first year. So I know you guys talked briefly about like hard times. How do you feel like you guys got out of them or how do you? Uh, I think we just kind of taken an inventory of what we do have. I mean, I don't even know. I think hard times feel like a blur almost. Hmm. Oh, you're talking about like hard times in marriage? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Counseling, a lot of therapy, um, a lot of space. You know, sometimes we, she need to get away. Um, yeah. Why is it just I need to get away? You're the one that really needs the space. I do need the space, but do I get the space? I don't get the space. But not because of you, but because of what's demanded of me. It's it's my issues. I'm not saying it's you. Um, not taking things personal. That helps. Um, <laughs> um, no, like, no real talk. Like, I, I am better at enduring certain situations. So if we're if we're not doing well, I'm gonna be able to. I might not talk, <laughs> but I can I can endure. Yvette's gonna have a harder time enduring. I think mm. for me, like the way that I even like kind of get through those moments is when I have conversations with myself, and I'm like, oh, he loves me, like he really does love me. This is something that we have to work with right now, Sorry. but I know his heart for me and his heart for our family. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah. I feel like just kind of holding on to those truths that I do know and breaking any agreements that I might have with a lie helps me to push through and even press in because he is someone who is so, like, you know? Distant. Sometimes I'm going to have to be the one that, like, you know, presses in yeah. because he does. Yeah, I, yeah. sometimes it's hard for me to get past because I remember everything. So if she says something oh in an argument, like, I'm just like, I remember everything. And I'm kind of like, that didn't make any sense. And even if she didn't mean it, I take it as truth. And I'm kind of like, yeah, tuck that right here. And then I'll try to protect. Because I literally sometimes, like, I'm trying to 
like I'm trying to do well for the family and myself, but also I, sometimes I, I feel like I have to protect myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, from the relationship sometimes. Yeah. Interesting. Even at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes, right, right. She doesn't know my intentions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like all the time. Like, and it's like she's, I still have to build trust with her in this season. You know, like even now we have a full studio, a, a space, like I'm sure like at some point she was kind of like, well, why is, why, where's my space going to be? You know what I'm saying? Or I don't know what kind of thoughts you may have, but there's certain places and things that she may have to like, I have to build, earn trust there because we're, we're yeah. in a different season. I think what you, know you guys, what I mean? yeah, I think what you guys are teaching us is like, just because it's been 12 years life is not like peachy keen, you know, it's not like you hit year seven and we are just like up and up, you know, you're always like, mm-hmm. life is still life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And different seasons bring new challenges. Yeah. And some people may be fine, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know if any, a lot of people who are fine also grow are growing. Like we are growing, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm mm-hmm. saying like, since the beginning, we have changed careers like few times. You know what I mean? Um, we've had four children, right? We have different relationships with family, uh, ex- ex- extended family. We think about boundaries differently. She's, we, We've had to learn things about each other and the other relationships that we're around that's kind of like, oh, yeah, we actually are, aren't going there. We're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that, you know, yeah, it's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot of that. Yeah. Some people's those other relationships still like have precedence over their marriage. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I was just reading, uh, I don't know if it was Romans or something like that. Um, basically, we're talking about the vine, how we we abide in the vine, and, and and like he prunes us. So like our lives, you know, you think as Christians, our life should be way easier. That's how people think, <laughs> but it may be harder. You know, because like we are, we have like a way higher standard and your marriage is held to a way higher standard than someone else who isn't in Christ. And like the Lord is working on us and it says that, you know, he just throws away the ones that are not producing fruit. So life is easy when you're not producing fruit. I feel like, you know, you just do whatever you want to do. Um, but when you're striving and you have to um, persevere and be steadfast in a relationship with someone that you have made a covenant with. Um, under Christ, I feel like it's going to be harder at times. Like it may not always be hard, but it's going to be harder. 100%. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys being vulnerable and honest. So how do you guys feel like, cause I know you're saying that some people put other relationships above their relationships. So how do you guys feel like your friendships and like community has lent to the success of your marriage? Accountability. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I have good, yeah, we have good friends. Um, I, I, I mean, I speak for my guys, they're, you know, pretty great. Um, and they're all helpful. Like, you know, you know, sometimes they'll watch our kids allow us to get away. Uh, we've had our friends come through and clean our entire house when we, you know, went like, to a YouTube. um, you know, they just care, you know, um, they give us mm. just a little bit of that, that bandwidth to, to breathe. Uh, yeah. you know, we, we have really, we have a really good friendship group and community um and also they also like respect the boundaries you know mm. i feel 
Yeah, that's good. Did you want to add anything, Yvette? No, I align with that message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good stuff. What he said. Cool. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else that you guys feel like would help people who are in like year one, year three, year five, year 10, that you think people need to hear like any advice you have for people in marriage or even singleness? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the one thing like in marriage that we we have to remember is that at the end of the day, when the kids are gone and your friends have moved on and your family's gone, it's just you and your spouse, you know? And so making that relationship a priority and putting in the work necessary to like get to know them, to enjoy them, to like just be present with them is the most important mm-hmm. because y'all going to be left together. Mm-hmm. We going to be left together. And I want to look at him at the end of it all of at the end of our season of I don't think there's an end to parenting, but when the kids eventually are on their own outside of our house, I don't want him to be a stranger in my home. I want him to be my buddy, mm-hmm. my road dog, you know, like I want us to enjoy each other and be proud of the people that we've become. So it's good. Yeah, and I also think, you know, there's no competition mm-hmm. with each other or friends. Right. So like mm-hmm. the the people that, that are you do life with or whatever, it's not that you you're trying to make sure that your marriage is doing better than theirs or da 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 da. And also your spouse is not your competition. Like you guys are all a team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so if one of my friends, you know, fails and falls in some sort of way, like it hurts. You know what I mean? And um, the world can cancel him, but because he's my friend, I can't. Right. And mm-hmm. so uh, there's certain relationships that you you ultimately should stand with, especially if you guys are like in the same wedding party and stuff like that. Like that's a covenant before God with you in your wedding party, too. You know what I'm saying? So uh, also like so you're not in competition with your spouse, you know, um, there's been seasons where I think, you know, we've definitely had like to remind ourselves that, look, we are not, this is, I'm not against you. I'm on your team. We just have a disagreement on how fast we get there or what we do mm-hmm. when we get there, but we're still trying to go to the same place. We just have a timeline issue. You know what I mean? Um, and just reminding each other of that is is going to be important. Yeah, that's really good. So it seems like Yvette, what you're saying is you'd say Glenn if it was between you and your kids in the water, but I don't want to, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a die. <laughs> but awesome. So, uh, can you tell the guys if there's, tell the audience if there's any like upcoming events or series that the people need to know about? How Married Are You comes back August 4th. August 4th. Yeah, this is our first time actually sitting down and doing anything in the podcast form. That's why she keeps yawning because she hates <laughs> you. Know I, I missed mean? it. I missed it. See, she ain't got the podcast ones yet. So we 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 back at it. Uh, we're actually, this is our, yeah, it's our first time doing it. And um, we're excited to bring it back. We got everything ready to go. So yes. we're, we're excited to start. So excited. Oh, and follow us on Instagram. How married are you on Instagram? Yes. Um, okay. It's 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 going to be important to do it there because we actually have a new series called How Married Are You Reacts that's coming yes. out. It's actually pretty cool. It's us reacting to 
parts of belief in fatherhood and how married are you it's really dope yes that's been funny you guys should also join their patreon as well because that's how i know that (laughs) um (laughs) so is there anything else you guys want to shout out like any other handles you guys have instagram anything else if you sign up for Yvette's email, um, oh, yeah. yeah, her email uh, blasts have been really encouraging, really dope. Um, uh, Thanks, babe. Yeah. Honor. Honor self. Honor beauty. self beauty, right. So she's uh, just <laughs> okay. trying to, uh, you know, do a better job honoring herself and, you know, her lock journey. We have a lot of content coming out, um, working on new merch. All that stuff is coming. So, yeah, cool. it's going to be good. Good stuff. All right, guys. So as you guys know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram and TikTok. Um, oh man, I saw what happened to your TikTok. Did you guys get that back? Yep, it's back up and running. Yay! Awesome. Yeah. Good. So yes, that's where you can follow the parallel. Um, thanks again for coming on, you guys. And as you guys know, remember to speak the truth in love and kiss the sun. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.